This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Maxi wants to push it to eight. Harris, then it's tipped away. Martin blocked by Tyrese Maxey. What can't this kid do? Welcome on in BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, and Hofter with you on a Tuesday. We got a ton to get to later on the show. Simon Hunter of the Action Network on the NFL as we'll recalibrate after all of the quarterback movement and all of the free agency. Ian McMillan joins us later on the show from BetSided to talk a whole bunch of things, NCAA Tournament, NFL. Uh, we'll get to some MLB futures today as we are just a little over two weeks from opening day and pretty much all the big free agents have moved teams so we can kind of recalibrate the league as we look forward to opening day. We'll start with some hoops and then a big uh, quarterback trade yesterday in the NFL. Fun night last night, NBA-wise. We kind of turned the NBA back on last night after all those days of college basketball. But we get the Mavericks winning again. They just continue to do – I mean, they're 44-28 and 28 now. They're, they're last two months, so they're kind of become the, the Celtics of the Eastern, of the Western Conference. They just win almost every night. And then the Except, last may I interrupt? Go ahead. Luka only had like three points at halftime and finished with 15. All those other props that I suggested hit except his points. That was really depressing. He was like 10 points under what he averages, so – what was the what was this the spread on that game? Did they cover that number, or were they favored by more than two, two and a half, they three? Co- they covered. It. They I covered. saw one and a half. Okay. okay, so they covered it. I was going to say, did they yeah. bother everyone? It wasn't just the props. So they covered the number if you were on the Mavericks last night. And then the Sixers, we heard the maxi shot there. The Sixers without Embiid, without Harden, both out last night resting. They beat the Miami Heat. So fun night, Joe. NBA wise, except Erin did not get her prop with uh, Luca. Over or under seven and a half times you've seen LeBron over love, get the hell off the train tracks. What are you doing? I'm way <laughs> over seven and a half. Like that, that's that thing was everywhere. And I certainly understand why phenomenal play last night. How, how did we miss that? How did we miss, even though they are the bumbling Lakers this season and they're pretty much irrelevant, even though they're going to be in the play in, uh, how did we miss LeBron going back to Cleveland, not not just jumping on every single LeBron, LeBron prop under the Oh, I sun. got it. I, I took yeah. his over points in lightning bets yesterday. I took his over points. Yeah, I mean, so but I got we that. hit it every which way. I know. I mean, I know. What was the triple-double? It was probably two to one because they hate us. Right. Yeah. That, we don't get true value on the triple-doubles any, any time. But uh, they go for 131, 131. What an impressive night there. Uh, we were curious about that Minnesota-Dallas, not just – you know, last night's closing line or the props and all that, but big picture wise in the West, you know, there is a team that we think in that range that could make some sort of a run. What I'm curious about is basically which, which teams in that range are going to be on the opposite side of the Phoenix Suns in that Western conference mm-hmm. bracket. So we'll see what happens there, but uh, Minnesota, they lost, they lose. They have not done uh, that a whole lot lately. Uh, KD also went off. This is the time. I mean, the superstars just go off last night. He shuts better than 65% his last couple games. And uh, that Bulls game. So the Raptors come in hot. The Bulls finally, finally win a game. Finally win a game. I mean, hey, when we're talking about it in the morning, we don't know that there's going to be two starters out for the Raptors. That's what happens. Yeah. That's, those are the issues with handicapping early in the morning. But on the Bulls side of things, it was just – 
okay, Levine, you take over this quarter. DeRozan, you do this quarter. I mean, they went back and forth, and in the end, they each finished with 26 points. Yes. Um, the, the other thing about the NBA last night, you mentioned the LeBron thing. The Lakers won that game. I think that was that was a surprise. The, like, not, not only <laughs> we could have been we could have been on the plus. They think they were plus five last night, which is yeah crazy to even consider that LeBron going home is a four right. and a half five point underdog. Yeah, he loves those type of situations. And then the Pistons were on this crazy run. I think like 14 straight games where they covered. They finally lost last night. So that was also fun because I jumped on that trend and it did not. <laughs> so. Oh, no. <laughs> our, buddy Jimmy, our boy Jimmy Patsos was on the Wizards. Couple swings and misses for me last night. <laughs> it's the NBA. It happens. Yeah. We're getting down the stretch of the season. All right, so good, good NBA slate last night, uh, and then the story. And it, that, how, how many times has this happened? Notre Dame women's. We can do that. Go ahead. You're, you're on them, right? I mean, I grabbed them at 100 to one. You guys are laughing at me, and they scored 108 points last night. So Just where saying. are they now? Where, where are we with with that? They, they they won the five the four or five matchup. They scored 108. They won. I think the line was one one and a half, and they won by 44. 44 points. Yes, they won 108. To 64, uh, that's the most points. A lo the lower seed, they're the five, has won uh, in a men's, or, I believe, or women's tournament game. So they're in now the Sweet 16? Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> NC so State just going to annihilate them? Yes, the yes, they are. Okay. But let, let, let me be happy for a moment. Okay. Yes. I was just making sure I didn't miss something there. Wait, is there a cash out here you could take? I mean, you, you do something. I, I, yeah, it's probably up to, yeah, very little. I'm sure. Yeah. All right. I'll, but all right. Now I'm going to follow this. So they're going to take on NC State on what the 26th. When is that? Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. Saturday morning, 11:30 a.m. Oh my god! He's going to have it on his phone while he's coaching like suicide to practice. Yep. No, Saturday morning, I'm going to be at a dance competition in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, there we go. Aww. That's the place to stream Notre Dame. <laughs> well, how about that? What, what? I'm envisioning all the dads finding a corner somewhere, getting together to watch the college basketball, right? All weekend. Where's the yeah. closest bar? Fade their daughter. Madison, so. Watch college basketball. <laughs> I was there. Then you walk in at the end and you're clapping. Yeah, I was there. The oh my gosh. <laughs> That's what you'll remember. That's the picture. Dad clapping in the background. Yeah. Joe's got it. But no big deal. He's got he's got to watch. We've got to watch. All right. The other big thing, how many times this happened to us now on this show over the last three weeks? We do a whole show. Sometimes we look towards NFL futures or whatever. And then boom, we get off the air and a quarterback is traded. And and significant quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. Uh, at this point of his career, Matt Ryan is less significant. But he's still an NFL starting quarterback, and he fills a hole for the Indianapolis Colts. He goes to the Colts yesterday for a third-round pick. Um, this reminds me of the Colts trading or signing whatever it was, Rivers, right, when he was old and almost done in, in the Chargers. Yep. I think this is going to work. Uh, I think it's going to work. They're plus 120 to win the AFC South right now, and they're 24-1 to to win the Super Bowl. I don't know about the Super Bowl in that conference, but I think they go back to the playoffs next year with Matt Ryan. Well, let me start with a question before I get into uh, my thoughts on this. And you're right. That's the first thing I thought of. Oh, they're going with the Philip Rivers plan. And maybe it's going to work. Maybe they're kind of hanging around in the middle and they're not as good as expected. 
What do you say to the people that point to the numbers over the last couple of years, and even last season, if you just look at Wentz's numbers with the Indianapolis Colts and say, hey, he's, he's better than the Matt Ryan we've seen over the last two to three seasons. That this is not so, an upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. I would push back a little bit. I, I, I think it's even, or I think it's closer to even than, so what was once, 27 touchdowns, seven picks? But Ryan had a way higher completion percentage, less touchdowns, a few, more picks. But he was also playing with a way worse team, right? When Ridley went down, what did he have besides Kyle Pitts, bad offensive line? Like, I think if you put Matt Ryan in a better situation. And a new play caller. And a new yeah. play caller. He could put up numbers similar to Wentz. I mean, Wentz's uh, pass rating wasn't that much higher than Ryan, even though he had way better players and team around him. So, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the leadership stuff was part of why they didn't like Wentz, right? It wasn't just his play. So they get a, an adult, a veteran, guy who's won before. I like it. And they only paid a third-round pick. I think it's an upgrade, and they could be the best team in the division. Mm. I also think it's an upgrade. I was just curious on Joe G's thoughts. So first off, how many years does Matt Ryan have left? If we look at the last two to three, it kind of looks like, okay, we're on the downside here. We're, we're definitely right. on the downside. We know that. Uh, the twenty. 20- 16 was the MVP. 2018, by the way, which gets overlooked, he was phenomenal that season. 35 touchdowns, seven interceptions on the door of 5,000 passing yards. So just just a few years ago, but over the last few, if we look last year, as far as the landscape of the NFL, 18th in quarterback rating, 22nd in QBR, 18th in yards per attempt. Similar range in 2020. So maybe that's what he is right now. He's somewhere in the middle if we're tearing it out, probably tier number three. You you guys know I like the Colts. Are are they better than the Titans? I'm not sure. It looks yeah. to me like the odds makers have it right. Just a little above plus money. Very close as far as the division odds. Locked in for the conference odds. Locked in for the Super Bowl. Meaning about 12 to 1 for the AFC. 25 to 1 for the Super Bowl. They go down from 35 to 1, eh, 30, 35, depending on your book, down to 25 to 1 across the board. Okay, I get it. That's justified. Challenging AFC. But I'm hesitant to jump up and say that they are better than the Tennessee Titans, even though I was the one that brought up a lot of the luck and this was a bit of a mirage, what we were watching with the Titans last year. When I just look at these rosters and, and compare them, man it's like the same team mm-hmm. you have a really strong head coach you have a middle of the road quarterback a terrific offensive line you have the work the the, the workload guy in the backfield mm-hmm. that's where you're going to go through these teams are built so similarly it wouldn't surprise me if we have a tie in the end but i will say one thing that does jump out to me the titans much more talented on the outside where are Matt Ryan's weapons? And outside of Jonathan Taylor, that's where I'm concerned for Indy. Well, yeah, and also the health of Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor. If, if one of those guys doesn't stay healthy, that could be a difference maker. But I think, you know, for Matt Ryan, even though he's been on the decline, he's getting older. I think a new system, a new team, a new location could revive him, and you might be able to get a good season or two out of him. And if things swing their way, they could be the best team in the division. Yeah, it's interesting when you look at Ryan and you look at Phillip Rivers. Rivers, his last year with the Colts, under uh, the Colts, the uh, the Chargers, had 20 interceptions. His pass rating was under 90, and then he jumped 
he, he went down to 11 picks and his pass rating went up to 97. Ryan last year, 12 interceptions, pass rating of 90. Like, I think the Colts probably look at it like he could bounce. He could bounce back up with Frank Reich uh, and the Colts offense. Joe, I, I agree with you. They're really even, the two teams. I think only one will make the playoffs. It's why they're so even. It's why their Super Bowl odds are even. It's like in that AFC, you got the West, you got the North. The Patriots still loom as a team that could win around 10 games. I don't see why they can't with Bill Belichick. So, like, I think one this is a one-spot division between the Colts and the Titans. Robert Woods is a significant upgrade over Julio. This oh, yeah. version of Julio that we saw last year, we'll see how healthy he is. But if you have those two guys on the outside for most of the season, you have A.J. Brown and Robert Woods and Henry in the in the backfield. I, I think there's a lot of people that are quick, too quick to jump and say, oh, man, Matt Ryan, upgrade, Bill Purpose plan. They're definitely going to win th that division. No, I, I don't know. I agree with the odds. I, I think it's pretty much a coin flip, and I'd actually lean Tennessee right now. It's close. I would lean Colts, but it, it is it is close. So what else they do this offseason? They traded a corner uh, for Ngakwe. They had the pass rusher from the Raiders. They made that trade. Kind of quiet besides that. Robert, You're right about Robert Woods. The only question is, when is he going to be ready to play? Right, He got hurt late November with the ACL, mm -hmm. so we don't know mm -hmm. if he's ready for day one, but that, that's a that's a, that's a two-team division, obviously. So Matt Ryan goes to the Colts, and then the, the Falcons tanking. What's going on there? Marcus Mariota is going to be their quarterback? Is getting Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo a better move for where that organization is right now than Marcus Mariota? I'm okay with the Mariota move. I, I think it makes perfect sense for where they are and where they probably want to be over the next year or so. Are, are you getting closer to where you want to be with, by adding Baker Mayfield to that? I don't think so. I don't think that's a good move. I, I'm Probably fine not. with the Mariota. I understand it. And Jimmy, okay, what are you doing? Are, are you close to winning right now? Yeah. No. I, I think no. it seems like they're ready to pair Mariota maybe with a rookie quarterback. Maybe a, maybe this is Malik Willis's spot at number eight. Could be. Yeah, new head coach, offensive mind, has not got his quarterback yet. I don't, I don't think he was thinking Marcus Mariota long term. So, right. yeah, you would – yeah, we're going to look back to last year at number four pick. Did they do the right thing by going with Pitts over a quarterback? I'm not so sure they did because one year later, now Matt Ryan's gone. And the only team, Aaron, in the NFL right now with worse Super Bowl odds than the Falcons are the Texans. The Falcons have the second worst Super Bowl odds. And that, that, that fits. They just traded away their quarterback. They replaced him with Mariota. They're going to be bad next year. Yes, they are. I was thinking about it. Who would you rather have, Carson Wentz or Baker Mayfield? I was thinking about should Washington have waited a little bit, or I don't know. Did they make the right decision with Carson Wentz? They could have gotten Jumping Baker for less. For, right? That's what Baker? I'm thinking. And they're kind of, you know, I don't, I don't know. If Carson's a total upgrade over Baker, and they could have just waited a couple more so weeks. Where, where's Baker going to play? Seattle. Gosh, Man, I wish probably. I cared. <laughs> he really, he's irrelevant right now he, he's know. gonna play he's gonna have a starting gig seattle's not a bad suggestion but he's probably gonna go to a market where he is not discussed because there will be next to no expectation yeah and you can maybe fade that team. maybe well, we <laughs> will we'll bet against baker next year joe oh that's why i care betql daily <laughs> On the other side, we'll look at the updated odds for most outstanding player in the NCAA tournament. That's next, right here on the BetQL Network.
These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.